What's going on, everybody? Dirk Durka. My name is Trip Mayhew. Welcome to the No Apologies podcast, where we talk about sex, drugs, rock and roll, health. We catch up with tons of really cool freaking people in the entrepreneurial space, health and life space, the biohacking space, and we keep it with no filter. No filter. You're going to keep it raw and real. So you ready to get started? Let's do it. My guest today is Emily Curley, a young entrepreneur who's managed very successfully to create a life on her own terms. At just 22 years old, she's the owner of a social media marketing company working for mega fitness brands. She's a professional day trader and an advocate for the healthy and abundant lifestyle. She's really an inspiration to many young and inspiring entrepreneurs. We caught up with her to discuss what it takes to make a solo move to Hawaii at such a young age, to make it successfully, and how she managed to overcome some serious obstacles to find love, peace, and abundance. This episode of the broadcast is brought to you by my favorite supplement. It is a Chinese, traditional Chinese medicine superfood that's been around for thousands of years. The health benefits are absolutely amazing. For me personally, I just had back surgery, as many of you listeners know, and I used it to recover, but I've also used it to uh, increase my muscle mass, um, increase my lean muscle. It's helped anti-aging, has tons of benefits. So if you go to tripmayhew.net, click on resources, and then click on my favorite supplement, you'll probably be pretty shocked about what I'm taking every day, and I swear by I've been doing it for years. And here's the cool thing. You can't even get this shit on Amazon. They won't sell it. So you can only get it here or a couple other places, but this is the one that I recommended. So go to tripmayhew.net, check it out. This episode's also brought to you by Sealy. Sealy is my favorite CBD. I use it every single day. It uses Aquasudo Aquasudical nanotechnology, try and say that to create increased bioavailability into your bloodstream, you basically get more CBD into your body. And as you know, CBD is great for anxiety, it's great for sleep, it's great for overall health, and it is really blowing up around the world. Well, this is my favorite CBD, and I've tried them all. This one's the best. Go to tripmayhew.net, you can check it out, and give yourself a, a sample there. So having said that, let's bring Emily on and we'll get this shit rolling. So we're live. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Right on. So where did we meet? I, did I, I think I landed in your DMs and Instagram. Is that how that, that happened? You did. Mm-hmm. Didn't say very much though. What it, how did it start? You're just like in, trip, in typical trip fashion. You're like, hey, what's up? Like, blah, 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 just gave me, like, a brief little hi. I was like, here's my number. Just take it. That was awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't know why. I was just like, okay, here, just, let's just move past the minutia of the Instagram DMing. Yeah, so here's what happened. So, if, uh, so I started following you um, because, obviously, you do yoga. I do yoga. We're both into that sort of space. And then I started seeing that you were posting information like our stuff about day trading and about network marketing and fucking all this crazy shit. I'm like, oh, wow. And um, like a young entrepreneur, I was like, okay, this girl's like hot and smart. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, day trade, you're a fucking day trader. You know, I, I think it's a lot easier to be one nowadays there's so much awesome information out there but yeah i I guess 
I would call myself a day trader on the side for sure. For sure. And so, okay. So how did, how did you add from, I'm going to, I'm going to get to this backstory because I really want to figure out how, how it is that you just got packed up and moved to Maui. Cause I know a little bit about from your Instagram stories, how you just like made this crazy leap. And a lot of the listeners who are entrepreneurs or people like that are super inspired by um, people like you. So, but how did you get into financials? Like what, that's not sexy. Mm. Is the, or maybe it is. <laughs> so, so it, I, um, there's this guy, Dave Ramsey, and he's like super, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of him. He's like super well-known, like financial guru kind of guy. And, um, he's linked to a lot of, he's kind of like a Christian background, but they were doing a course at my church and they do it, um, financial freedom, um, courses all over churches around America and stuff. And, uh, my parents took it to get out of debt and it was kind of this course to teach people how to balance, um, do like a what's it called? Just balance their, like do all their accounting stuff. For yeah, all them. the budgeting. Yeah, all the budgeting and really get their finances dialed in. And I took it, yeah, Dave Ramsey right up there. Um, he has an awesome podcast, but he really focuses on getting people out of debt. And I walked into this classroom in my church and I was like 15 and everyone there was 60 or so or just what, like definitely into their adulthood. So I kind of saw the flip side of what could happen if you don't manage your finances correctly. But also I learned about compounding interest where you can really just getting the mindset of learning how to make your money work for you if you invest it correctly. And if you start investing when you're young, then you can really benefit from that when you're older and just budgeting and keeping a track, like just making sure that you are being intentional about where your money's going and making that, like leveraging that later on. Well, here's what's crazy. They don't teach any of this shit in school, right? Like when I went to school, I was taught to go get it, you know, go to school, get a good education, go to college, um, go to, get a job, spend 40 years at the job working 40 hours a week and retire on 40% of your income. We call it the 40, 40, 40 plan, right? Mm -hmm. At such a young age, you being an entrepreneur and you being self-employed and you yeah. being self, self kind of made, I mean, we kind of stalk you on Instagram, let's yeah. face it. I don't know if Mike is going to pull it up, but like your Instagram is just like, it's like freedom and just like doing your own fucking thing anytime you want, yet you, you're on your game and all that stuff. Where did the mindset of entrepreneurialism come from? Because it's not taught in school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember when I was really young, I read... How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is just like the the first book everyone starts with, I think, with like personal Stephen development. Stephen Covey? Stephen Covey? Mike? Dale, uh, Dale Carnegie. Oh, Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. Dale yeah. Carnegie. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you can do things to have an impact on other people and like make yourself a better person. I yeah. was like, whoa. And I don't know why I just got really obsessed with personal development and just like, well, I can make myself better. Like, what, that's, How old were you? I was 15, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, and I started reading that book, and I was like, wow, okay. And that kind of opened up the door to just reading those kind of books in general. So I started reading books on, like, with Tim Ferriss and 4-Hour Workweek and um, how to be a better person and spirituality and dove into all these really incredible teachers that kind of – but I've always had a really entrepreneurial spirit. Like, when I was younger, I would go to the store and get – 
what are those like the pizza lunchables and i'd pack a sandwich but i'd sell the pizza lunch like the pizza get the fuck out of here you sold your lunchable at school Mm -hmm. you're a fucking pizza drug dealer yeah exactly (laughs) yeah or even like people would make little bracelets and i'd like okay well i'm gonna like all these girls are gonna get bracelets and then i'm gonna sell them all or when it came to school assignments like i would text someone i'd be like hey if you do problems one through 10, I'll do problems 11 through 20. Then I text someone else and say, if you do problems 11 through 20, I'll do one through 10. Huh. And I'd get two people. It just was always like kind of scheming and finding ways to just be, make money by myself. Crazy. Hey, do you want a drink? I know we have water, but do you want something stronger? Hey, hey, Mike, um, today's Sunday. Is sun, Sunday's the Lord's day? Is that, are we allowed to drink on Sunday? You're allowed to drink every day in my book. Okay. Do you want a drink or no? Are you good with water? I, I'm, I'm just checking. I'm good with water. Okay. So we'll we'll, we'll just praise the Lord then, and then uh, we'll keep it uh, alcohol free today. How's that? I'll drink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to drink. Yeah, I might drink. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. If you do, I'll have like a. I'll have something. For sure. You know, maybe maybe it's if we take idea. a break or something. Yeah. It's a good idea for a podcast. Yeah, a I was bit. just checking because it's Sunday, right? You mm-hmm. came in here on Sunday. By the way, we re- we appreciate you coming here on Sunday. I don't know what you got going on, but um, so the mindset. I want to get right back to it because so you're 15 years old. So you're 15 years old, and you're already like what I would consider hustling. You're hustling your pizza. I know. You're hustling bracelets. Is that, do you think that was, is, is it in your DNA or do you think that is something that you learned or is it just the books that you read that went, yeah, that seems like a better way? I definitely think it's it's a mixture of both. Like I was always like that growing up and then I, I found a lot of, I just got obsessed with information. I think just being really curious, hmm. being like, what else is out there and kind of like you, you learn new things and you change your habits enough and you're like, okay, well, what else? And you start to look in other realms of your life. Like what else have I been doing all my life that I could do differently? And I definitely, with the access to information online, you see people that are doing it too. And you're like, okay, well, yeah. after you like start to develop a little bit and you're like, okay, you get over this hump and this hump and you go through this adversity, you're like, oh, I could do that too. You're like, cool, cool. And you kind of start believing in yourself a little bit more and actually learning the information and putting it into action is is different but yeah the other the other thing that that I've that you're known for I guess you can say is um the healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. right so were you always like that is that something that you've always been into health and sports and just you know treating your body right or not always my mom was always pretty healthy she's a nurse so we always had really i was lucky enough to have like home-cooked meals a lot like we were always excited to have microwave meals because it happened so infrequently but um yeah my actually those aren't healthy you know i know exactly but we were excited because we never got to eat unhealthy so we're like oh my god microwave meals oh okay um or like just every like once in a while but yeah i think it it clicked into action when um, my dad was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he had always eaten pretty poorly as well and it, um, preempting the pancreatic cancer was his diabetes so I always kind of watched I watched him go through the ebbs and flows of eating unhealthy and um, when I realized like there were repercussions to that and there were things he could have done differently to prevent that I kind of got a little obsessed with what can I do because I love my life right yeah it's, heavy. it's like yeah, and it's like, what can I do differently to prevent that from happening? And like, what did he do wrong that I can go forward and not only do myself and 
pour, fill my cup up so I can fill into other people, but also teach other people how to do that as well. Because if you, you can go into whatever quest of entrepreneurship or whatever you want to do in life, but if you can't, if you don't have the energy and if you don't have the, the spark and the, the life, the liveliness to do it, then yeah. it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah, that's, that's fucking heavy. How, how is your dad? So he, stage four pancreatic, a lot of, it's just, it's kind of once you diagnose, it's pretty downhill from there. So he ended up passing away uh, January 5th, 2017. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So uh, Steve Jobs had pancreatic cancer. Yeah, someone, even someone like, that's kind of, I heard that before and someone who has literally access to whatever medical information, like, yeah. He could do anything. It's that shit's just, deadly, right? Yeah, like the for the, sure. the survival rate. Mike, look that up. What's the survival rate of pancreatic cancer? Maybe stage four too. It's and like it's hard because I guess with pancreatic cancer, um, once they detect it, it's already too late, and it's really hard to detect it unless you're specifically looking for pancreatic cancer. Nine percent. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because we. The crazy part is when, so he was kind of overweight, like this big, joyful, loud. Um, Italian guy like loved his pasta loved his cheese and he was a bigger guy and all of a sudden over the course of a year he just lost a ton of weight and everyone was like oh my god Mike you look so good you look so good he was drinking a lot of water and just we were like all so happy because he was finally getting healthy but then um, on Thanksgiving he went to the hospital just from being pretty sick for like a while just like stomach flu we thought and he ended up having stage 4 cancer because so that whole time he was losing weight he actually had cancer wow yeah. That's brutal. So uh, that's definitely a primary driver. And because uh, you're, I mean, you're really healthy. I mean, you do life coaching, which I, I think I'm going to touch on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can share with um, some of the viewers and, and the listeners a little bit later. But um, I mean, it, it almost became an obsession for you. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, there, I definitely have gotten really obsessed with the research lately, but I, I went vegan in um, high school. I think that's kind of when I was like, I just did it because, I mean, it sounds like a beautiful thing to do, just doing it because for the environment, for the animals. And then I was like, oh, okay. And I started, my taste palette started changing a lot. And I started mm-hmm. really getting into the science of veganism. And that kind of introduced me to the the web of health information, I guess. And I started being, that was the first time I was really cognizant of what I was eating too. Um, and I also had a really bad eating disorder and like learning the science behind food is what helped really bring me out of that so that's kind of where at the tail end of my health journey i i got out of the eating disorder from learning about the science and how food works and how it really is absorbed in the system and just objectifyingly looking at food as like nutrients and vitamins and it can just bring all the things you want in life to fruition so girl i I mean we brought you in here to talk about business and your life coaching and life and all these health stuff and all this crazy stuff you're going to you, You've had a pretty freaking heavy kind of role, right? Eating disorder, your your father passed away. I mean, that's all pretty heavy. So somewhere in there, ha- Hawaii came up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, because... What made you instantaneously out of nowhere, or maybe you didn't, maybe it was planned forever since you were four years old. I don't know. Like, so that's all between the ages Mm -hmm. of what, 15 and 19. And then boom, because when I was watching your story, you like up, packed up, disappeared, and then jumped 3000 miles. You didn't jump. 
Did you did you jump? That's a long leap. Yeah, yeah. You I'm did? On it. Or did you, you're working on it? <laughs> My leaps, did you yes. swim? Um I should. You yeah, because you've swung I've some, seen some of that shit too. But basically you ended up in Maui out of nowhere. It, it what it looked like on the Instagram is that you just fucking did it out of nowhere. Is that what happened? So I actually I've been pretty obsessed with Hawaii since I was little. Like I once I was I had Instagram when I was super young and I didn't follow anybody. Anyway. I just followed all these really awesome surfers from the North Shore and the vibe. And I kind of like curated this dream life and living in an island. I've always been super attracted to the ocean. And I always really wanted to move to Hawaii, but I just didn't even know it was like possible at that point. I'm like, oh, like I would love to live in Hawaii. Like who wouldn't? But right. it's kind of hard to actually like think about moving there. And uh, I just... I don't know. I when I um I wanted to get uh, a full time job just so I would scare myself. Were you trying to escape from from life? Or I mean, where'd you grow up? Uh, Orange County. So you grew up in Orange County. You've kind of been through a lot, right, with your family, personally. <laughs> um, your your life is changing. You've always thought about Hawaii, but like deep down, if I were to say, if I were to ask you one question, what's the one reason that you said? I'm out. I'm going. Is it was it inspiration that being inspired by Hawaii or did you have a business opportunity out here, a job opportunity? Like what made you just take that that leap? If not now, then when? Like I'm 21 mm-hmm. and honestly, nothing scares me. Like I can move to an island and that in comparison to regretting not doing that, that's what scares me the most. And I got this I started working for for Tesla and I had to quit that job to move here and like just just the just not thinking like how how much do I actually believe in myself like because I can tell myself whatever story I want to hear sure. but do I believe in myself enough to like quit everything and make take a, like a one-way ticket to Hawaii because then everything I do in Hawaii like I had to create myself mm-hmm. and it's like do I think I can actually do it and if I got in this mindset of like there's plan A. And if you just, there's no plan B. If you keep doing plan A over and over and over again, you're going to make it work. I'm like, I'm going to move to Ma- Ma- like Maui and I'm going to make it work. Like there is no other option in my mind. People are like, yeah. what are you going to do if this happens? I'm like, I don't give a fuck like what I have to do. I'm going to make it work. And that's going to teach me like if I can learn that at this age, I'm like what can't I do at this point? Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like a powerful. test for myself. Yeah. And then the, you know what they say about regret, right? It's the thief of opportunity. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. and maybe that living in regret was is more powerful. Like you, you wanted to avoid that more. So you had this inner belief or inner desire. You had this goal. You were working for Tesla though. So I mean, so, I mean obviously that's a pretty good job, right? Yeah. So where from from tesla to fuck it i'm gonna go to maui where did did you get an opportunity to come out here um so i i really wanted to i was always been worked for myself and been just been kind of like a outsourcing for other companies and i literally knew i never was gonna work um a nine to five but i wanted to get one because i had never experienced it i was like before i got the job i was like okay this is gonna happen like you're gonna be like way more sad like I'm not going to have my normal rhythm. I'm going to be in this like office for super long periods of time. Tesla's super intense. Yeah. And I wanted to, but I knew that would scare me 
out of ever just settling for something like that. And Tesla's still amazing, like freaking so grateful for that job. But um, being in that job, I was, I got really depressed and I was still overcoming all of these obstacles with like self-limiting beliefs and myself. And uh, I kind of just made a date in my head where I was like, I wrote down everything on paper, like what I wanted to accomplish when I was sitting next to a dumpster outside of the mall and Tesla. And I was like, okay, March 25th. Like, I don't know why, but March 25th, I'm like going to quit and I'm going to move to Maui. And so you I, set a date. I set a date. And you wrote it down. I wrote it down. And I quit on that day. Would you say that those are two, um, does that help people achieve their goals? Like those two things? Because a lot of people have goals. A lot of people have dreams. There's a yeah. lot of people that want to move to Maui, yeah. right? A lot of people that want to move to Hawaii. That's kind of why I'm having you on. Cause it, but they never do it or they come out here and they dip in like a month. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, so you wrote down your goal. You um, set a date for your goal. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. Did you hit like, it? Yeah. Fuck, that's March crazy. 25th. But, like, the timing is never perfect. The traffic lights of life will never, like, all be green at the same time. <laughs> it's never, it's never, ever the right time. But when you can just go for it and course correct along the way, then that's, I think that's really what works. But people... Oh yeah, I'll do it when this happens. Oh, I'll do it when this happens. Like, but you just, you have to. Oh, and like holding yourself accountable to that date. Like, I was petrified yeah. of quitting, and it, I, every there was all these different thoughts in my head. Like, what if this happens? What if this happens? This is a great job. But like setting that date, I just that putting it on paper makes it really, really possible. And it really, I think it holds you. It's like a, it's like a contract to yourself, I guess. Hmm. So, and I had it in my room, and like I would look at it every single day, and I was freaking out. Because I'm like, oh, I'll do it when I have a secure job out there. Like, I'll do it when I have this much money to move out there. But Well, the other thing that's crazy is that's, I guess that would be one advantage of day trading mm-hmm. is that you could do that anywhere in the world, right? It's true. And so actually the, what the, kind of the, the catalyst for me moving out here. So this, I started following this girl and she was a day trader and she reached out to me and was talking about this um this software and i'd always been interested in economics and i loved trading i have had friends have done it I've take i've definitely looked into it super lucrative like everyone kind of knows about it at this point and um i started working she was using a software that she was implementing in um, the particular market we were working in and i started connecting with her and we got on a little zoom call and she was awesome like mm. talked about all the same things as me just super connected really 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 well and when I just meet some random Australian online and we connect that well, I'm like, okay, this is maybe a sign, like just kind of leading me in yeah. the right direction, right? And uh, I started using the software and um, I got really, really proficient in not only the market we were in, but the software we were using. And she, I started teaching other people how to do it and people were all making money and we were learning a lot and I was my dream when I was young when I took the day circling back to Dave Ramsey like I was like oh my god like you can just invest a hundred bucks and make that into a thousand if you yeah. do it right you know and kids just I mean everyone else talks about like we like my mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell but like how do you manage a checkbook you know like how do you what is how do you use a credit card right and I would I just wanted to teach financials so bad because that's financials is analogous to freedom for me and so I started teaching the software and I was making a bit of money doing that. And she lived in Maui. She's like, dude, you should come out and visit like me and my husband, Darren. I'm like, okay, cool. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'll come out and visit. But I kind of knew, I kind of was like, I'll test the water. But that was just. Why was calling I know, you. I know. I was like, I'll test the water out in Maui. But I don't know if I'm going to move there. But I knew I was going to move there. Like, it's just going to happen. And uh, that was sort of the golden opportunity where I set that date. And then I came across this girl who day traded. And I was really, I've been good at a, a lot of things. But I was just, it was just working out. Like, everything was just, yeah. I was taking a step forward. And it was just working out every single time. So then I ended up quitting my job, booking a ticket, and coming to visit her. And then I never, here I am, like six months later, never uh, left. And that's freaking crazy. So the other thing that, because you, you do, so you do, the you have the day trading, and then you have the the life coaching. So that you, have, you have clients that basically pay you to help with their nutrition, help set up their websites, help set up if they want to scale businesses, some of their social media, and, and then mindset, which is pretty fucking dope for a 22-year-old woman, I'll be honest with you. That's pretty stoked. So... Um, I was inspired to meet you. I was inspired to have you on. I thought that, that that was just really crazy and just really, really cool. So you're day trading mm -hmm. and then you're you're still you still have clients that you're life coaching and that's all done remotely. It's a, is this fucking world amazing or what? Right? Yeah. You can do all this the shit. Connect. And like life coaching came because one of the essential components that helped me move to Maui was having a life coach. And uh, when I had her as mm. life coach, her name's um, Alex, and we've been friends forever, but she really took it to the next level and held me accountable for everything. And like, it was really scary to hire a life coach. Like, it's pretty expensive. And like, but it's also like, do you actually believe in yourself? And something, one of the most important things I learned was like, if you, if you have this, everyone talks about the abundance mindset and like attracting what you want. And yeah. Oh, I'm attracting money. I'm attracting this. I'm attracting that. But can you actually, if you don't pay for the service, like, can you, do you really believe you're going to get that back? Yeah. You know, and like doing that and committing to myself, like, can yeah. I, can I actually hold myself accountable to this person and to this financial tie as well? And that was one of the essential things that helped me literally like create exactly what I wrote down on paper and doing that to other people was, I mean, it's like the most rewarding thing ever. Uh, so check this out. So um, Mike, the guy, the guy behind there, over mm -hmm. there, he's a buddy of mine, right? Mm -hmm. He's really fucked up. Okay, he's like, you know, he's lacking for confidence. He's got issues. He's really good at engineering podcasts. <laughs> but uh, Mike, uh, do you have any openings? For F come on, man, we talked about this, dude. Life coaching. Hold on. Let me check with Emily. Hold on. Do you have any openings for life coaching? Opening. Oh, oh. Yeah. Are you taking on any new clients? Oh, I do. He, I'm, I mean, I mean he, we can. He, it he, just depends. He's right there, but we're going to talk about him behind his back. Um, it might be your first failure. <laughs> oh, no. No, no you, have, you think. You, okay. No, Mike. I don't think so. Mike, did you hear that? I'm listening. Yeah. I. Do you, does that sound like something you might be interested in? Oh, yeah, yeah. To just, all, what, how many problems, is, was it, you have 99 problems and they affect you every day and it's not, it's not like the song 99 problems and whatever isn't one. What was that, what was that song? Crippling depression, bro. <laughs> yeah, see, like, that's the thing, that's the thing I think a lot of people mistake is like, I'm not, I'm I just not, laughed at his depression, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> but like, the thing is like, people, some people aren't, 
they don't need life coaching like they need a psychologist okay. like, or like therapy you know and like he might be there life yeah. coaching is like when you've already done all this like back end work but you like want to move from like this position to like really being like in a sky high like yeah. you already take your life to the next level yeah interesting so there has to be some sort of deep rooted pain and then a willingness to overcome that pain right for sure i mean some people it's just some people just need to get back to back to equilibrium right and it's like if you have like if i got life coaching right after my dad passed away like that's not i didn't need life coaching i needed to go through the grief of losing a father and Grieving, like yeah, i needed to move through like those emotions people who have crippling depression like first get not like first come back to just being a like a base like neutral and then when you're at neutral and like you're you feel pretty equipped and like we can really like you can elevate yourself and yeah. hack yourself into something that is completely abundant and fucking everything you want yeah but so, it does come from an equilibrium i think so we're gonna um i'm gonna hit you up because i need to talk to you about mike but I, he's listening right now so i, I want to do it behind his back oh, mike. <laughs> we love you mike we we'll we'll un we'll unfuck mike i think i haven't seen it yet but i have you know i'm pretty impressed oh, with yeah. what you got going so here's the other thing you do you do uh you have a social media marketing company what the fuck? So do you have like big clients and shit? Um, so the reason I started the company was because I ended up working for a, a company called Tough Mudder. And it's a mud run. It's like one of the biggest mud run. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. Tough mud. Those crazy guys jump. They're like jumping through the puddles to climbing up. It's like an obstacle course race. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 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 So I was lucky enough to um, get a job with them last year doing another position. And I was called mini mutter and we like worked with the kids and i set up mini versions of all the obstacles and it was freaking legendary but um this girl she had this social media position and i would like always talk to her about it because it's the coolest job ever she got to show up whenever and just record stuff and interview people and it got to practice like a lot of like creative things yeah and i loved social media too just marketing in general and uh she the position opened up and i was like okay like i'm gonna apply for that for sure and i did and they called me and they're like, you're the unicorn. Like we, you're perfect for the job. Like you've already been in Tough Mudder. And they're like, yeah, you got it. And so that was kind of another reason why I moved to Maui was because they were going to fly me to every event, no matter like where I was located. Yeah, that's awesome. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to move somewhere expensive. <laughs> yeah. That, so, that's, yeah. It's crazy. So when, when you look at your Instagram posts, I see that you're like living, you've been here about four or five months. You're living on the coast. Uh, you drive some big ass black truck everywhere. Like I see that um, you're doing, you know, all your yoga on the beach at sunset. You got a pretty, yeah, things seem to be working out pretty good at this point. Yeah, it's it's been a really tumultuous journey here, but it is like I'm constantly pinching my every day when I wake up. I'm like pinching myself like, is this real? It's it's come with so much journey behind it like it's crazy to just plop into something like this but so let me surreal. 180 this okay you've listened to the podcast before obviously mm -hmm. and um i don't know if you remember every every time on the show i do the uh yeah you really said that okay do you remember that have you heard yeah, other guests oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay so you and I have had some conversations, and uh, this is where I'm going to hit you with, yeah, you really said that. Okay, I'm you ready? ready. I'm so ready. Are you Call sure? Call me out. Yeah, please. Okay, here we go. And you know I have, a really, yeah, you know I have a really good memory, right? <laughs> okay, yes. okay. So you said you were a biter. 
A biter. Yeah, can you elaborate? <laughs> what? You fucking bit people? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I, my mind went straight to like um like sexual stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I I was telling Trip my um when I was little, I got kicked out of like the, there was like a little How old private preschool. Oh, what? Five. Yeah, and I guess I got kicked out for biting kids, but I don't. I don't remember what the reason was, or if they. I mean, who knows? They might have totally deserved it, but yeah, I did. You're I just, a biter. I guess so. Okay, it so hasn't you... worn off. It's still here. <laughs> okay, um, got another one for you. Okay. You said you once wanted to be a dog. Oh yeah, I did. You know, some kids. Some kids want to be a veterinarian but i wanted to be the flip side you wanted to physically be a dog I really well so the question you know what i'm gonna say next right do oh you, no you remember what you told me oh do you, <laughs> do you remember what you told me yes <laughs> <laughs> oh shit you told me should i say it or should you say it i'm gonna say okay it. you fucking told me that you wanted to be a dog and you started acting like a dog. I did. To the point where you went out back and shit on the lawn. <laughs> Is that true? I had a Dalmatian and my Dalmatian did it. So I looked at my mom and I was like, well, Cody does it. Like, Co Cody, Cody's the Dalmatian. Yeah, Cody was our Dalmatian. But yeah, I really wanted, that was my, that was my dream. It was either a dog, a fire truck or a lawnmower. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I, like I I'm know. not. I've, I've never met anyone that either wanted to be inanimate objects like fire engines or actually wanted to be physically actually be a dog. They, I, I know lots of people that want to love a dog and be with a dog, but Dude. you actually wanted to be the dog. Yeah. To the point where you went outside and shit on the lawn. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm fed with the dog. I ate dog food. I it was a phase. you ate dog food. Yeah, like okay, so you didn't tell me that. Not like the wet kind, but like the like the kibble, <laughs> like the more like crunchy kind. I guess. Yeah. yeah for a while. I mean, because I had dogs growing up, and like. Hey, Mike, check is cool. is kibble? Is that a we're allowed to say that right on the podcast? And okay. Oh, okay. is kibble? Is that like it a, might be? Is that yeah, trademark? yeah, we might get fucking oh, in trouble. Shit. Fuck them. Who cares? It's fucking dog food. I, uh, and you ate it all anyway. So what? Yeah. Here we go. I'll I'll be uh I'll promote dog food definitely. This is add to any smoothie. Really, really nutritious. <laughs> really bioavailable protein. I'm safe. <laughs> all right, okay, cool. Thank you. All right, cool. From a shout out. Um, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to be a dog. You know, things of uh. Things have changed. Things have changed. You don't want to be a dog anymore? Um, sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not more of like a cat, but I think I'm, I think I'm settled into my Your humanness? Yeah. Yeah, you like being I mean, a human? Who knows? But for now, yeah. We're pretty fucked up. I identify as a human, I guess, yeah. You sure? Because we're, I mean, I, in my opinion, us humans, probably more fucked up than dogs, you know? Yeah. Might be easier, more fun, better, more loving. Dogs love everything. Humans are just kind of weird. You're cool with being a human? Yeah. I I'm, I'm cool with being a human in this era and where I'm at right now. I'm cool with being a human in yeah. the 21st century in Maui. Because I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm undecided. Okay. Yeah, How do you feel about being a human? I'm, I'm, I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't decided. I was... I'm like, you know, it's kind of cool, right? But then you're like, wow, you have a lot of hair and you kind of smell. And like 
people are weird. There's some, you know, everyone's killing everyone in schools. I mean, there's a lot of fu- a lot of fucked up. There's wars. You know, I don't. You know, I was in a few. I Seriously? know. Yeah. So. So you have a like. I definitely think. Like I've been through a lot of shit, but I'm 21. I'm 22 actually still. Yeah. Um, but being exposed to life, I yeah. think definitely hardens you. Like I still have this like extreme childlike view of the world. I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. Look at the way the light shines through the trees. Like everything's oh, beautiful. Like fucking fairy tale. Yeah. Like, it's, but it also, it I feel really confident in that still because I like my dad. My dad died. Like, yeah. Things have been so shit. Like so. Like I've been on the rock. I think that's why I'm so happy to be human because yeah. I've. You go through to the bottom to the top and you're like, oh my god. Like there's a there's a light in the tunnel. Like you yeah. can anything you can overcome and like. I'm stoked to be a human, actually. You know, so like I said, I, you know, I talked about all the bad, but then there's also a lot of good. I, you know, yoga, yeah, um, where you could just freaking breathe, yeah, um, surfing, mm-hmm. hanging out at the bar, watching the fights, like yeah. that, like these human experiences. You know, playing music, yeah. you know, um, tasting things, stretching right? the way that the sun feels on your skin, like yeah. So oh, some days I'm like, epic. hell yeah, this yeah. is fucking awesome. And yeah. some days I'm like, oh my, like, I think that's why maybe you got to turn the news off. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, there, yeah, I think news is really dangerous to people. Because, I mean, it's not that we shouldn't be aware of things. Like, I'm all about awareness and, you know, learning and being cognizant of what the hell is going on. You can't just shut yourself off from everything. Yeah. But, Doing it, doing it in a way that's beneficial, you know? It's like, yeah. if things are really bad and you're trying to just become aware of it all the time, it's like, can you, instead of always learning about what's really bad that's going on, to help fix that, can you get really positive? Can you get really optimistic and like yeah. help other people, you know? And you can create that. I'm really about like that grassroots effort of like, what can you do in your little environment? Can you smile at people? Can you like make someone okay? Can you do something nice and kind yeah. that has that like compounding effect? So speaking of grassroots movements, mm-hmm. let's see, we, you, you came out here on a whim. You got the day trading thing going. You're obviously a life coach. You, you coach. We're going to hook Micah up, hopefully. Um, we're going um, you to – you're running a social media marketing business for some pretty prominent uh, brands and, and, and companies. But it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like it a sounds lot, like, right? It sounds like BS when you say it out loud. No, yeah. you're, cr- <laughs> no, like, you're wait, crushing really? it. You're crushing yeah. it. But here's the thing, y'all. But it, there's also this movement that you guys have created in a short period of time through um, your the the health the health movement that you got going on, and the, it's all centered around you know when I learned about you know what you guys are doing as far as a community supporting people, you know, all centered around just getting basically healthy through uh, biohacking and through, uh, and that's kind of where we connected, right? Because I work with some biohacking companies. I have some supplements and stuff that I promote that I love. And um, But I, I was really intrigued, not just by the product, which is like an alkaline water product, mm-hmm. which is really amazing. It's yeah. it, Some of the benefits that you hear, some of the science and the studies that you hear. And um, well, hey, Mike, can you, you know, later on, uh, let's put those on the website. Uh, tripmahi.net. We'll put it on like resources. Just uh, put that down as a reminder as well. Can you do that? Okay, cool. Um, but you guys have more than just a product. There seems to be a movement that you've created 
that um, is pretty exciting. A lot of young people, a lot of old people, a lot of all people from all over the world that yeah. are kind of getting together to talk about and to talk about this health stuff. Yeah, it's it's I think comes along with people having the global conscious kind of movement of just people learning different modalities of making money, different becoming a lot more aware of what they're eating, how to impact their body. Um, but yeah, it all stems from this really awesome machine that basically produces, like, long story short, like, some of the, be- the, the best water on the planet. And it's manufactured in Japan, and something that actually, I actually came across um, uh, the science beforehand, because I have an autoimmune, so people would always talk about hydrogenized water and how, what effect that has on actually, like, because your body's 70% water, I think. Right. right? And you're, the water that you're drinking is also really, really important, so... With drinking, um, I was asked by another company to start drinking their water and it ended up really helping my autoimmune disease mm. and because I have psoriasis. And when um, I came across the this product actually here out in Maui, um, yeah, the, the water is amazing. It adds hydrogen to everything. It, you can change the pH. Yeah. But, but now you have this whole community building, and that's that's super sick. So the the best way, uh, you know, without going too far into like how to get a hold of how to find out i think people i think the easiest way to hit you up is just on a dm right just like your instagram Mm -hmm. and what and so what's your instagram we'll have it on online i'm curly e-m-k-i-r-l-e-y e-m-k-i-r-l-e-y mm-hmm. and they could just hit you and ask if they want to talk about either you know the lifestyle movement that they have and then the um well the, so i think the the movement the movement is really like about everything we've been talking about for um, he has my Instagram pulled up. I'm like, whoa. Uh, but, um, so the movement goes back to like all these principles with with people finding new ways of doing things. Like if you want to make a business, if you want to be a yoga teacher, like I can show you how to do that and make that an actual income stream. But if you want a, a really fucking amazing product that you can create a business out of um, without creating something yourself, then like we've created this whole platform on how to leverage social media and how to leverage the internet to be a be a um, what is it called a digital nomad? Like, yeah, and people always talk about it. So it's it. all online. Yeah, it's all online. You can do it anywhere, and people you can really create income streams however you want. It doesn't have to be this forty 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 plan like you were talking about earlier or nine to five. Like, Ugh. yeah, it's, you can do. You can. It really is tangible. Instead of just saying that and getting inspired and then not doing anything, getting inspired and doing things like we have a platform um, that a bunch of really health-conscious, amazing yogi women from all over the world have come together. And we're not only talking about the spiritual side of things and being a spiritual hustler and a spiritual gangster, but also creating an income stream. Right. And um, like using things that are actually creating way less waste in the world and not, we were talking about plastic bottles earlier, and we are eliminating thousands and thousands and thousands and millions and billions of plastic bottles, and while at the same time providing healthier water for people, we're helping with cancer, it's helping with skin, it's helping with autoimmunes, fibromyalgia, all these amazing things, um, but it's also used in just so many different ways, but this it's just this collective of women that all are supporting each other, and these like boss babes, and men, there's men in it, like mm. it's just this collective effort of coming together and rising your personal development rising your consciousness and at the same time just that's kind of circled in with income 
And so Instagram is the best way to get a hold of you is if they want to learn about being involved in that movement? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So we'll website up soon. Cool. Yeah. So check it out. It's almost been an hour. Really? How'd it go? Oh, my God. I mean, this is It's harder than I thought. Come on. I know. Well, we know you've been on podcasts. We know that you uh, do this. Yeah. I yeah. love being like the interviewer. So I'm just like, it's uh, weird to just like. Be on the other side. Because I'm like, oh, like he's not in the conversation. Like I want to like loop you in every time we talk about something. Yeah. But it's really fun. It's hard because there's so much ground to cover. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa. Well, like everything I've said, I could go into. Like it's just so much deeper than that. Because yeah. it's weird when you, I think people interview and they see themselves on like the the end of their journey yeah and i'm like but there's just so much before that you know we'll have you back you gonna come back yeah for sure you gonna take my kickboxing class hell yeah <laughs> i've right. taken one before <laughs> yeah. it's pretty epic yeah, right on almost made me cry well <laughs> i you know i think a lot of people are inspired by your story i think that the the, the balls it takes to move the the guts and um disp- you know the overcoming the obstacles what you've accomplished as an entrepreneur at such a young age it's really inspiring you know and we really appreciate you having on the no apologies podcast we'll definitely have you on again and we'll elaborate on any of these uh i would love subjects, to i would fun. love to i i really really appreciate everyone listening and i know it's hard to divert your time to other places nowadays but yeah i look really look forward to connecting with everyone it's you have such an amazing base of people that yeah. are listening too so cool Okay. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And if you want to get hold of Emily Curley, it's um, at E-M-K-I-R-L-E-Y. Hit her up. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. I'm out. Bye. Well, I just want to say thank you, guys. So what I did is I wrote you a song called Thank You. Actually, Led Zeppelin wrote it, but, you know, I'll play it for you. Anyway, I appreciate the support. It means the world to me. You guys are amazing. Thanks for listening. You guys, you can download the podcast on uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify, wherever the hell you can get it. You can support our sponsors at tripmayhew.net. And as you know, you can support us on Patreon and a portion of the proceeds goes towards the Seabass Foundation and uh, means the world to me. So uh, I, won't, I won't sing or do anything crazy like that. I just want to let you guys know that I really appreciate you. And if the sun refuses to shine, I'll still be loving you. And if mountains crumble to the sea, there will still be you and me. Thanks, everybody. See you on the next episode.